isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's bring in our Global Talkers. We've got Scott Thompson from our Global News Radio in Hamilton and Craig Needles, Global News Radio in London. Hey, guys. Hey, Alex. Good to be here. All right. Let's talk a little bit about a Toronto issue that could become everyone else's headache as well, because you are also a sanctuary city, my friend, Scott. But um, John Tory signaling that we are in a crisis. We've got no more room, no more money, and Toronto simply cannot burden any more asylum seekers. Take a listen that the notion that the city of Toronto, even as the biggest city in the country, should be doing this all by itself, doesn't make any sense. It's not fair. It's not right. Um, and I am just asking for help that goes beyond money and really tangible, practical help and soon. And that's all I'm asking for here is a partnership of the three governments all together. We're not trying to say we want to offload this responsibility to somebody else. We're saying we want a partnership where all three governments take this resp- responsibility on with us. Oh, boy. Here, and all I want is some leadership. So, Scott, I'll start with you. I mean, look, I'm not sure what the Prime Minister thought would happen when he welcomed everybody, and I don't know what city officials in Toronto thought or in Hamilton when they declared a sanctuary city, but is it time that Toronto follow Quebec and tell the feds, no more, close the border, we can't do this? Well, I think what's lacking in all of these situations is a plan, and and a plan on all different levels. I mean, right from, uh, again, everyone Canadian wants to help. I mean, we all know where this is coming from. We all want to, to help those that need to be helped. But at what point do we exhaust our own resources and have to divert funds from them in order to solve a problem that really isn't going to end unless some sort of larger action is taken. So again, we need a plan right from the local level. How do we, how do we, how do we take care of these people? How do we pay for it all while still providing the services that we need to as a city? And that's at a provincial level. And then on a, on a nation level, again, how are we going to help all of these provinces right the way across the border who are dealing with it? But even on a global issue, what do we do to try to keep these people from leaving wherever they are originating from? Because I, I'm getting, I'm betting if you ask most of them, if things were different, they want to stay home. They want to go home. So how do we solve the problem? And this is not going to be solved overnight on any one of these different levels. It's a global issue. Well, well, it is to a degree. But Craig, I mean, one simple thing would be for the prime minister's office to just follow the rules of what we have, which is to secure the borders and make sure people follow the rules. I mean, it's unfair to those who are trying to come in on on uh, refugee applications where they've been waiting and going through the proper channels. But look, winter's going to come. And without shelter space and any resources for those who are in need already here, we're going to have a problem. Uh, the reality is this is something that was warned about when yep. this was going on, which is too much too fast. And I think Scott's right when he says most Canadians, when they say, hey, would you like to help people who are refugees from fill in the war-torn country here, whatever the country happens to be, the vast majority of Canadians say, yeah, but there are logistics here that matter. Uh, resources matter, and we're, we're a wealthy country. We're doing pretty well. But resources matter because we can't just take everyone from the perspective of that's just too many people at once. So there did need to be a more prudent plan here. The idea of just let's just open the borders and everything's going to be fine, which was obviously talked about a little bit more than a little bit during the 2015 federal election. That is looking like it was not the right plan right now. A lot of people were saying that at the time. As for what we do in the short term, I don't know. Do we spread some of those folks out and try to make it so they're not just going to Toronto? I know they're going to some other places. I don't think the idea of who's a sanctuary city and who's not is necessarily what's causing the problem here. I think that the biggest issue is the federal government as far as 
their decision that they were going to open the borders as much as they have. I'm not against open the borders, but I am against not having a plan. And that's what we didn't have here with a plan. Well, you're generous. And you certainly can't expect uh, Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau to say anything about this, especially when he's not walking back on what he said that started all of this way back when with, you know, come on in, you're all welcome. The tweet's still up. Exactly. So that being said, we've seen what's happened in the United States. That is not what Trudeau or any government wants to have on their hands is those images traveling around the world of, you know, a a problem that we've screwed up. So any knee-jerk reaction here uh, isn't going to work. But Craig's absolutely right. Everybody saw this coming, and it is only going to get worse, and we are approaching a saturation point. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about a headline that just kind of came out before um, the show, and that is DeFasco, which is Canada's biggest steelmaker. They are warning that a thousand workers may be laid off, another 4,000 in indirect jobs in both Quebec and Ontario, if in fact the Trudeau government does not fight back against the tariffs. And Scott, this would just be a nightmare for a city like Hamilton, but we will all feel it. Absolutely. And again, um, you you know, it it was interesting. We were talking earlier today about the whole issue that not to change topics here, but what Mm. happened with Harley Davidson and how all of a sudden that story spun. It it went from being a a Trump success story to all of a sudden what the heck's going on here. And, you know, I I was wondering at that point, how long before other companies jump on board and say, hey, you know what, we've done the math. This is what it's going to cost us. And we're in the same boat that that Harley Davidson is, but just in our own way. And that's exactly what's happening happening here. Uh, They've let sort of time take its course, hoping that the dream will come to an end and it'll all be over. But again, we're approaching July 1st and here's reality. Here's reality of what's going to happen. And again, DeFasco, ArcelorMittal DeFasco is not the only example of this. You're going to start seeing this as we we approach the summer. 100%. Through the summer, rather. Well, you know, and, and here we come back to the same thing, Craig. There's no plan. Like, it's just we're living on hope right now. Hope that Mr. Trump will change his mind. And Craig, he's not changing his mind. No, he's not typically the person that changes his mind unless, well, depends on the situation, I suppose. But he typically gets pretty set in his ways. Uh, I don't know what the federal government should be doing differently at this point from the perspective of what are the ideas? How do we get Donald Trump to change his mind on the steel tariffs? Uh, I, I, Donald Trump was mad about the news conference that he watched on the plane. He was complaining about it again today. I don't understand how Justin Trudeau was supposed to have controlled that. I think there was completely reason. Apparently he walked back on a, on a, on a deal that Trump made, and, and it's a weird story, but apparently there was a deal that, the, that Trump had agreed to take the sunset clause off, and then he's seen Trudeau out there talking about Canada not being bullied, and he was like, what the hell? We, I thought we had a deal. So I don't know if that's just rhetoric. I, I mean, I, I've heard it from a couple of, of different sources, but... Yeah, but if, if, if that's Donald Trump saying it, I don't believe him, because I, he's not telling the truth. Uh, I, I, like, and if you look at what politicians like Jason Kenney and Stephen Harper and Doug Ford have said about how Trudeau's handled this so far, they haven't been so much in the limelight lately, but as far as when this was first going down, they said, okay, yeah, this, he's, he's doing what he can here. So I, I don't think it's something that I can say, oh yeah, Trudeau's clearly made some sort of horrible crippling mistake. I, obviously, this is bad news for Canadians, and I think that the clock is ticking more so on Trudeau than it is on Trump because it means less to what's going on with the, with the U.S. economy, even once the Canadian tariffs come into effect on July 1st. Uh, so he's got to do something. I'm just not exactly sure what that something is based on the situation he's in. At this point, pray and pray a lot. Um, I just want to quickly uh, ask you guys, uh, according to, uh, I guess, um, some information and emails that Global News has uncovered, 
uh, the federal government is, you know, been spending an awful lot of time looking into creating a new position, an ambassador or special envoy to promote feminism around the world. I'm not kidding. They want to create an ambassador of gender equality. Do you boys really think we need an ambassador for this? Uh, um, of course we do. Absolutely. <laughs> what else are you going to yes, say? Absolutely. I'm telling absolutely. you as a woman, we right do not now, need my this. My wife is standing right next to me. <laughs> yes. No, you know, um, again, we can all, uh, I guess, try to debate whether this is a value or not. But let me caution the prime minister. He should take a really good hard look at what happened in Ontario <laughs> to the liberals when they uh, sort of lost attention and, and, and start, start paying attention to what Ontarians wanted. And I think that's what's starting to happen here. You know, we're just talking about what's happening with tariffs and trade and so on and so forth. Again, it's great that we're leading the charge. It's great that we're known for that. That's good for our brand. But there gets to a point where sometimes you lose focus on what the people of Canada are really uh, thinking about and talking about at the kitchen table and the bread and butter, bu- butter issues. And if the Prime Minister is not, ca- is not careful, he's going to end up in the same place Kathleen Wynne did. Oh, come on. Look, Craig, I'm telling you, as a woman, we don't need this. I, I really, no, I think this I don't, is just I don't think we do either. I don't think anyone think of themselves, oh, I really hate women. Oh, the ambassador for feminism just came here to talk <laughs> yeah. about? Well, now I've changed Does she get mind. to wear a cape? Uh, I just want to know. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to do anything to help anyone. Uh, Justin Trudeau is doing this to help his political fortunes, because why else would he do this? Uh, is anyone going to care about this? Highly unlikely. So this is just this is just silly, and I hope that this is something that someone mused about somewhere and never actually happened. But it's, it's, Well, I got a nomination. Justin Trudeau, I think, would be a great ambassador of gender equality. Well, give up the PMO you, office and go into that. Well, how, how, who else do you put in that position? I'm telling you, Mr. Him? Trudeau. My goodness. Perfect. And, and let's not forget, this is the party that markets to women. That's mm-hmm. we talked about that months ago. They have they they've got that in their radar, and they are they're aware what sells to the female vote, and that's what they're exploiting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to refrain from comment. But thanks, guys. <laughs> Lots thanks, of fun. Alex. Thank you, Scott Thompson who you can listen to on AM 900 CHML in Hamilton and Craig Needles, 980 News in London. Great chat with these guys. You're on point. I'm Alex Pearson and this is Global News Radio.